You're a 415 You're all about your San Francisco 49ers. And this is where you need to be for news, analysis, and, and, and more. And more. Welcome to the 415 hosted by Evan Gidding and Mark Grandy. What is going on, everyone? Welcome into the inaugural episode of the 415ers podcast. This is episode one here. My name is Evan Giddings, along with Mark Grandy. We'll be coming at you three times a week during the San Francisco 49ers season. This is a podcast devoted to the 49ers. You can find it on the Odyssey Sports Podcast Network, anywhere you can find the Odyssey app in cooperation with 95.7 The Game. There's certainly a lot to get to in our first episode after the conclusion of week two, where the Niners beat the Seattle Seahawks 27-7. to But first, with this being our first episode, Mark, I thought we'd click, quickly be able to sort of introduce our ourselves with the people, let them know a little bit about us, as well as where we hope this podcast can go this season. So first things first, appreciate you being on this ride with me, man. Oh, of course, Evan. A pleasure to be here with you. And yeah, excited to talk about uh, Niners football all year long here on the 415ers podcast. And we appreciate all you guys for for tuning in uh, to what is surely going to be what already has been a really interesting season. I know that, you know, we spent a lot of time, you know, at 95.7 the game and, and around talking to friends about how this Niner team is already the maybe the most interesting team in the NFL just from a, a discussion standpoint, even before week one, just with the Jimmy G, Trey Lance dynamic and everything going on. Uh, so there's obviously a lot to talk about and that just get gets ratcheted up tenfold now with what happened on the field uh, in, in the 49ers home opener against the Seahawks. They obviously won. We'll talk all about that. But, of course, Evan, the big story is is Trey Lance and his injury and Jimmy G coming back in and now assuming the starter role. It, it seems like we'll obviously dive into that. But all I got to say is there is a ton to talk about with this 49ers team, and uh, we'll have everything that you that you could possibly want around this 49ers team all season long here on the 415ers. This is going to be a place where obviously you'll get post-game reaction, planning three episodes per week to drop Monday, Wednesday, Friday morning. Be sure to look for that in your podcast feed anywhere you find the Odyssey app. And you know, as far as what our roles are here in cooperation with 95.7 The Game, my name is Evan Giddings. I work on Steiny and Guru as a producer. Mark Grandy works as a producer with Damon and Ratto. Uh, we've also helped 95.7 as far as being the voice of the Bay Area Panthers, the indoor football team that is on 95.7 The Game. So we do have some experience with football here in the Bay Area. And Mark, you yourself actually a large 49ers fan. So I appreciate you being able to add that nice perspective. Yeah, I'll try to bring the passion. Although uh, right now, after after what happened, despite the fact that it was a win over Seattle, you know, your division rival, the team that's handed you so many tough defeats over the years, it still kind of feels like a gut punch because we've been waiting so long, a year and a half now, to see what Trey Lance was going to be in the NFL level. And we saw five quarters of him as the team's actual starter. Less than that, he got hurt today in the first quarter. Um, and now we're going to have to wait presumably a whole nother year because the early reports from Adam Schefter are that he's likely out for the season. Kyle Shanahan just spoke moments ago and, and said that he's Trey Lance is going to have surgery tomorrow. So um, what does it mean for Trey Lance? We're going to dive into all of it. I, it. There's just so many angles to attack this from. 
No doubt. No doubt. Now that we got the pleasantries out of the way, I mean, I, I believe it's only right to start first with, with the play itself. Second and eight at the Seattle 21 yard line, two, three, three left in the opening quarter. Trey Lance goes off right guard and then gets rolled up on injures his ankle, gets carted off the field. I mean, this, the Niners do go on to win the game and, and beat Seattle 27 to seven pretty handedly the rest of the way. But I mean, the game itself, Mark, almost pales in comparison to what happened on that individual play, on that second and eight play in which Kyle Shanahan, after the game, spoke about being a pretty normal NFL play. Uh, but I, I know I have a couple of takes on it. And first things first, that was the 15th play of the game for the San Francisco 49ers. It was their 12th rushing play in those first 15. Trey Lance ends on the game with a you know two for three, 30 yards, we didn't really get to see him let it rip. And that's where I want to first start with you. It's like, dude, we've been sold Trey Lance as this you know, pocket passer. We've been sold Trey Lance as this guy who has the ability to run as well. But, you know, he didn't really get a chance to throw the ball from the pocket today. And then he gets rolled up on on, on one of you know his three, at least from what I could tell, design quarterback runs. And... It looked a lot like the game last year in his first start against Arizona, where he was taking off more often than people wanted him to see, where he was being put in harm's way. And it's just really unfortunate that he, at least at this point, is looking like he's going to have his season cut short in just the second game, not even a quarter in, you know, two and a half minutes left. And we're looking at Jimmy Garoppolo as likely the next starting quarterback for the San Francisco 49ers. Yeah, it's, it's really unfortunate. I think you bring up a great point when, when you rewind to last year, his spot start against the Arizona Cardinals, I, I believe that was, what, week five. It was relatively yeah. early in the season when, when Jimmy Garoppolo was down with a minor injury. Lance needed to make a spot start against what was at the time the best team in the NFL. At least they uh, were playing like it. The Cardinals were at that point. And I think we kind of all wrote off the, the game plan and the play calling in that game because – like, you know, it, it was a spot start. It, it wasn't after an entire offseason where you knew Trey Lance was going to be your starter, where you had an entire offseason, an entire training camp the first week as the starter. And, you know, leading up to this week two game, you didn't have all that time to develop a playbook to figure out what was going to work and what wouldn't work. Last year, that was that was the case last year. You did not have that time. But this time you do. You have all of that time in the offseason, if you're Kyle Shanahan, to figure out what works best for Trey Lance, to figure out how you are going to use his legs. It's not like his legs shouldn't be used because that's obviously a threat. You look at some of the best quarterbacks in the NFL in today's era. Generally speaking, they're guys that are mobile, but that aren't going to run first. So I am just been absolutely shocked at the way that Trey that that Kyle Shanahan has used Trey Lance. I mean, you look at the first drive for the 49ers today. It was back-to-back -back runs to Jeff Wilson Jr., who had a pretty nice game. Then Trey Lance, a nice completion of Brandon Ayuk. He had a nice run after the catch, 25-yard gain. And we saw the first carry of the career for for Ty Davis Price who looked good in short bursts incomplete pass for Lance then a Lance run for seven yards on third down Ty Davis Price again Ty Davis Price again after that 
and then a Lance run and a Lance short pass incomplete, setting up the field goal. Those are his three passes. They all came on the first drive. And the second drive, he Kyle Shanahan did not let Trey Lance throw the ball once. He obviously knows more about this kid than we do. He sees him in practice every single day, but I just can't get it through my head why you wouldn't want to let this guy throw the ball a bit. Obviously, you know, throwing it and and calling a gun run to your quarterback are two different things, but I hindsight's 2020 and, and Shanahan says I always regret play calls that result in an, in an injury. But I, I just can't make sense of it. If you are begging your quarterback to get hurt and whether it's a season ending injury or, you know, a, a bad bone bruise that costs him a couple of weeks. I mean, is it worth putting your quarterback in that kind of risk? I mean, everyone has been talking about it the last week after the game in Chicago. You can't let Trey Lance run the ball this many times. He's going to get hurt. And unfortunately, everyone that was saying that was right. And, uh, it, it's football. Things happen. You could make the case that this wasn't avoidable. It's it's a freak play. Things happen. It's not like it was a particularly bad hit or anything. It was just kind of a normal football play. But when it's your quarterback that you have handed the keys over to that you spent three first round picks on, uh, I think you you got to be a little safer and you you need to try to let him do it a different way, which is throwing the ball. And we just didn't get the opportunity to see that, which is really frustrating. And, and I can understand why Niner fans are really, really upset with Kyle Shanahan. It makes sense. And obviously we hate to start on a sour note of the first episode of the four one fivers podcast, Evan Giddings, Mark Grandy with you. But I come back to the, the concept of belief and trust as far as it pertains to the, the head coaching quarterback relationship with Kyle Shanahan and Trey Lance, because there seems to be a lot of belief in Trey, you know, from media, from critics, from people who are on his side, people who are team Trey or people who are team Jimmy. There does seem to be belief in Trey, but I can only assume that what you just laid out so eloquently, Mark, is the fact that Kyle especially with the lead. Granted, it's, it was a short one at the time. They were up by three after the first drive, in which he did let Trey throw three times. That with a lead, he does not yet trust his young quarterback. And that comes down to maybe Trey wasn't ready. Maybe Kyle didn't get him ready. But like you said, this kid had an entire offseason to prove to both the coaching staff, the offense, even the defense who he faced you know, all, all offseason long to prove to them and then prove to us in games that he was ready for this situation, that he's ready to be able to let it rip. And the body language, I mean, Kyle's, we'll, we'll talk about Shanahan's postgame comments throughout this podcast, but the body language that I see from Shanahan is that he did not yet trust his quarterback to throw the ball. And I, I don't know if I can necessarily fault Trey for that. Shanahan clearly didn't feel comfortable in using him that way. But when then Jimmy Garoppolo comes in, unfortunately, necessarily so, and the report from Adam Schefter is that Trey Lance is going to have surgery on his ankle. It will likely cost him the rest of his season. Kyle Shanahan sort of confirmed that in a sense during his postgame presser, saying that Trey Lance has a broken ankle and he will have surgery tomorrow on Monday. So Jimmy Garoppolo comes in, and the first thing that he does is he lets it fly. I mean, Jimmy Garoppolo goes five for five on that first drive with a touchdown. And I'm thinking, 
okay, well, I, I understand it's Seattle. Jimmy is obviously much more comfortable. He can sort of step in. This is why you have him, right? That's why you did everything you did in this offseason. You didn't move off of him. You restructured the contract. You brought him back as the insurance policy, which is now potentially looking like a great move. But you immediately trust the backup to throw the rock whereas you don't with your starter. And that just leaves me with so many question marks. And as much as you know, Shanahan can, can point to, you know, we were up by three, the ball was moving, Debo had an amazing run on that second drive, and at least from what he said in the postgame, it was a similar play to the one where Trey got rolled up on, whereas there was a couple of options for Trey. He could have given it off to the running back. He didn't because he made the proper read and then took it up the middle and then got injured. Obviously, that we can't fault Trey Lance for, but I'm questioning Kyle Shanahan on, on first down, on second and short. Why not you know, allow Trey to, to, to check it down, to try and make moves in the pocket, to try and do what you have purported him to be, which is a pocket passer and the and having the ability to run more than being a running threat. Because from what I saw today, I mean, you could even make the argument what you saw against Chicago before they went down or got down by 10 late in that game, mm-hmm. that Trey Lance was more of a run-first quarterback than a pass-first quarterback. Yeah, he was. And, I mean, I think the interesting thing is where last week in Chicago, in the rain, you lose your starting running back. You're not getting much from Jeff Wilson Jr. Um, You know, Debo had a lot of carries, especially early, but the run game wasn't working in the second half of that game. All right, maybe you call a few more runs for your quarterback. He's a big body. He's strong. He's physical. He can gain you some of those yards. And you needed them. You were trailing in that game in the second half. Or, you know, for most of it, uh, Chicago was fighting back, and then they took that lead in the fourth quarter. But this game, in the first quarter, early on, you're in control. It's only 3 nothing. Yes, but you're in control. Whoever it is that's carrying the ball, whether it's Jeff Wilson Jr., whether it's Ty Davis-Price, whether it's Debo Samuel, who broke a 51-yard run on that second drive of the game for the 49ers, whether it's any of those guys, they are getting chunks good yardage on first, second, third down, whenever they're getting good chunks of yardage and you decide to call a gun run for your second year quarterback who's trying to get comfortable in this offense, who's trying to, you know, get good chemistry with his receivers, who's trying to to play without his star tight end, George Kittle, for a second straight week for a guy who's just trying to get his feet wet and you have the running game working everywhere else, and you still feel the need to run the ball with this guy, with this quarterback, and you risk injury, and God forbid it happens, I, I'm i sorry. It, it, it just makes absolutely no sense to me. If Trey Lance broke that run for, you know, whatever it was, a 21-yard run, I think the injury happened on a play from the Seattle 21-yard line. If he broke that all the way and got into the end zone for a touchdown, great, but it's not worth the risk. And unfortunately, Kyle Shanahan and Trey Lance had to, had to pay the price, and it likely is going to cost their second-year quarterback, who they hope is the future of their franchise, a whole season. And we'll never know if he will be able to recover from it. We'll never know what he would have looked like if he didn't get injured. We'll never know if he's going to be able to still be the quarterback that the Niners hope he will be. It's it's just an unfortunate situation all the way around, and no matter what way I look at it, it just doesn't make any sense.